0: Welcome back everybody to Mined in America, it's part two with Mark Poliza and today we're talking about the need to change the boom bust cycle of mining and how we achieve that and community, how important it is to engage with community the right way. Let's talk about something a little attached to every, every type of mining um, and that's the boom bust cycle that we keep seeing. Um, The amount of capital that's required to start a mine is is huge. And um, I think that's a factor in the boom bust, which doesn't work well for communities, but I see in situ recovery as alleviating part of that boom bust cycle because of, of its economics and capital costs. I don't know how you feel about that.
1: Well, I think that the practical answer is that that it it will um alleviate boom bust because what in situ does is it allows deposits that may not be economic with econo- with um conventional um techniques to be economic yeah. so while it um it may not completely eliminate the bust it allows lower grade um deposits to continue to be mined and benefit the community. Whereas if it was a conventional mining operation with higher costs, um,
0: that activity would just have to stop. Yeah. And I want to talk a little bit about community with you. Because so you, you're, your background in, in the industry is a lot of permitting, community engagement. You've worked with the EPA on developing ISR regs in Texas and Wyoming, am I correct?
1: yeah my my background from the beginning was um health safety and environmental affairs <clears throat> to this <clears throat> to this day that is is my focus that involves working with um the company on 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 its permitting activities and um safety plans and um and um environmental um Policies, etc., it requires working with government agencies mm-hmm. as part of the permitting process, but also during rulemaking and even the legislative process when it comes to um, um, lawmaking that ultimately results in rulemaking. And then finally, it requires a um, lot of work with the public in general
0: mm-hmm.
1: because. The public is, it goes without saying that when uranium mining is proposed for a community, the community is going to take a lot of interest in, in that activity. Uh, the only way to um, effectively deal with the public is to um, address, you know, listen to questions, have public meetings, respond. Um, and, and give give good answers to public's questions, and, um, and just be good stewards. So and and for many many years in many many um, geographic locations, one of the, what what our companies our company in the past has done is worked with um, with local officials, um, local individuals. Um, conduct public meetings and address concerns. It's just part of the process that um, results ultimately in in public acceptance and your ability to move forward with with operations. Call it the social license, which is 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 commonly referred to. And um, you know if 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 the if a local um, government agency or or a, or a local commissioner or a local judge or and a local individual has a question or, or a crit or a criticism, and it goes unanswered. Then the default is is that um there is no answer, and their criticism is valid. Mm. Um, that doesn't serve the company at all. Uh, you know what serves the company is to get accurate answers to the public. Public may not agree with the answer. But at least there's been a position stated.
0: Well, and and the thing I like about your approach, and we, this is we share is the goal is not to tell the community what to think. The goal is to give the community the information and allow them to, to make their own decision. Right. They, allow them
1: to bet your answer and um and come to their decision. Again, they may not like the answer, but at least they've been given an answer that you know it's very important for our side for for the for the company, for the um spokesman for the companies to assure that those answers are factually correct and as I say, just the facts
0: one of my one of my frustrations is that you know the lack of um the mining industry in North America over you know in my lifetime watching it dwindle down um, has been very frustrating and and knowing that the environmental standards of Canada and US are, are extremely high and that's where mining should be happening instead of taking the necessary critical metals we need in our lives from underdeveloped countries with poor labor standards with poor safety records with poor environmental standards I I I it's my passion, dream, vision, to, to allow these conversations to help people understand we really need it. Not only do we need it for, for many good reasons just stated, but also we, we need the jobs. We need the creation of wealth. Everything comes from mine.
1: Well, it's true. And, and our standards in the United States are as high as the standards anywhere in the world. If even and you know we're talking about solution mining today, but but even conventional mining, and 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 specifically, let's say, talk about uranium conventional mining. Mm-hmm. Um, in the past, the a lot of conventional mining was done for um, for military purposes. There were not a lot of regulations, and that legacy was left behind, there's no um, excuse for it, but it's it's the way that it was in the past. And that is what um, distractors from our industry use as examples. Mm -hmm. Well, in 1968, or maybe I should say it wasn't till 1968 that in the United States, we had the National Environmental Policy Act and the EPA was formed. Since that happened, there have been um, scores of regulations at the federal level. And in many cases, um, states have um, become agreement states and chosen to implement federal regulations with additional standards on a state level themselves um, to assure that some of the impacts that were were that occurred. And I'll just say before the modern era of environmental protection, mm-hmm. never again. And it, it, I think that in situ in general, was an outgrowth of this um, realization of of lower environmental impact operations. But again, even within situ, there was a, um, a, a, a there has been a. a, a, a volumes of regulations written for in situ Mm -hmm. to assure that even as low as the impacts are, that the impacts are even mitigated more to allow for what I said earlier, the release of sites for unrestricted use for whatever they were used for before mining or in situ recovery, that they can be used for after in situ recovery. Back to the landowner? federal government. Use, yeah. Whatever the, the land was used for before, it yeah. can be used for again after the operations are complete and re- restoration has been completed according to modern regulatory standards.
0: Yeah. I, I'm growing weary of the, yeah, but, you know, 30, 50 years ago you did this and we don't want it. And and it's, it's to the detriment of rural communities that need an economy, and and you're not going to get an economy based on on government jobs, and is- it, it, I I think that the mining slash extraction industry can help save rural America. Both true true. I'm
1: pausing because I'm trying to think of I S O operations that don't occur in rural America, and I can think of none. Yeah. There'd it, it be South Texas where um, it's it's wide open ranches yeah. with um, small communities where, and uh, I can think of one example in, in Brooks County, Texas, where the Alta Mesa project occurred. I, I wasn't directly associated with the project, but I was quite familiar with it. That was the largest employer in Brooks County, the largest private employer in Brooks County was and and will be the Alta Mesa uranium deposit I uh, project I can um think of um, other operations for example in um early on with with union Carbides, palangana operation that was the largest employer in in North Duval County yeah. they um did community projects like build um build um, senior centers and and things that would have never happened yeah if it wasn't for the uranium recovery operations but anywhere you, where you go, whether it's South Texas, which is a major district, whether it's um it's um Western New Mexico, which is a major district, whether it is um, Wyoming yeah. these these operations are all very important to the local community because they provide good um safe, High-paying jobs.
0: So, so yeah, I want to talk about that high-paying jobs. Like when you when you're talking about a job that's paying what sixty to one hundred thousand dollars a year, is that a fair statement? That's fair. Fall River County, Edgemont, Hot Springs. The mean median, and I may be off a little bit, but the median family income twenty five thousand dollars. One of the poorest counties in the U S. With with an opportunity, and. You know, I totally, I completely respect people's you know, d- demand to have full disclosure on environmental, but that's a lot of kids leaving, leaving the community that can have a high-paying job and and be home.
1: I can make the same statement, for example, with uh, Western New Mexico. Yeah. Um, I don't know exactly what the um average. Uh, average salary or average wage is for people in New Mexico it's probably similar to what you just said um, is if one travels on um, through the, across the Texas State line into New Mexico you will see on um, billboards urging um economic development to keep the young people in New Mexico. Yeah and um i think it's what you just said is is if you cannot produce an economic reason for a person to stay in their local community
0: they're forced to leave i, and- I went i went to the school in edgemont in south dakota to find out where do the kids go like what what's the career path how can how can a company like the one I'm involved with and you're involved with, get involved. And they said, most of them go into ranching or the military. Well, here's another opportunity. Mm-hmm. I met a gentleman there. He's in his eighties and he had worked in the uranium industry when he was young. And it was that era that you spoke of. Um, that was, you know, has, has now become heavily regulated. And you would think that someone like that would be an opponent of it. And he wanted he wanted a a uranium project so bad because he knew what it would do for his community and he knew what it would do for young people and he was one of the strongest voices for why we need to have it and I, i i couldn't i couldn't have said it any better myself than he said it i hear it over and over again another example
1: is if um grants new mexico Grants, New Mexico, what, was a town that was built around the conventional uranium mining industry. That industry is gone. So now grants, um, uh, prospects for employment are not that good. The state has built a prison there, so there's employment at the prison. But so many community leaders there in conversations I'd have over the years, has said if if there's a technology available that can come back and uplift the uranium industry and make it competitive at current market prices, we welcome you. And I think I think we're saying the same thing.
0: Yeah, you know, I I lived in a mining town that was um if, if it, it was in the m- middle of Canada's north, if, if you didn't have something to do, if you didn't have a reason to be there, you weren't there. Right. And it had a hundred percent employment driven by the mine. You uh, may not have worked at the mine. You may have worked at the grocery store. You may have worked it at you know, Sue's daycare, but everybody, everyone there that wanted a job worked and it was all driven by private and what a nice place to live.
1: Well, it's basic economics and, and essentially um, recirculating and, and money is that the, the, what taking a resource out of the ground and selling it um, produces the first tier of wealth. And then, from there, the miners who are earning um decent um, a living are able to um go to a restaurant and 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 the employees go to the restaurant. and And you know, lunchtime around the mine, well, that provides business o- opportunities for um, people that would want to open restaurants to provide those lunches. and And I can think of of gathering spots. That were very crowded during lunchtime around mining activities, yeah. and without the mining activity there, they're out of business.
0: And you know what I liked about this this particular company was they uh, changed the shift work, um, so the shift work was more favorable to families. Mm-hmm. So instead of working. you know six days in and then two days off and off you go again they changed it to a schedule that allowed families to have extended time together between shifts and it it worked it was it it was a wonderful family town and um, the social problems because of the full employment the, 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 the police loved it it was it was a good place to
1: live and 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 I don't think it's limited to just mining. You know, it's it's the small towns and 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 the small factory towns all over the United States, mm-hmm. where where people were beneficially employed doing a lot of different things. Right. And if the factory goes to China or is exported, and in our cases, if the uranium business is exported to another country where maybe there the yeah. is. Well, I didn't make a name, but to another country where the standards may be not as strict as as the United States, um, the people the local people suffer. And in a lot of these communities that in South Texas and in mexico and that are rural, there's just not a lot of infrastructure available for people to do other things. so it's 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 rural. It's agricultural. It may be um, um, ranching, which will always exist. But then, you know, for for um, active for other types of economic development that could occur, it's very very
0: limited. So, so the message is buy local mind in America thus the podcast name right that's
1: that's what that's what we're talking about isn't it good,
0: good for me good for everybody um thanks Mark I've enjoyed I've, I've enjoyed this chat today
1: well anytime
0: well we, th- we should do it again because I want I want to go um I want to go to New Mexico with you and and meet meet the communities there I really want to do that
1: well, that'd be fun
0: yeah but thanks thanks again um Appreciate your time. We'll chat again. I'm talking to your friend George Byers in a couple of days. Mm-hmm. He's going to tell me about nine eleven. I'm going to let I'm going to let that story uh, save for George. But uh, you guys were together in Washington on that day.
1: And then he's a very good friend indeed.
0: Yeah. You have a great weekend. I hear Olivia barking, so I, I think our time is done.
1: <laughs> yeah, she wants me to take her for a walk.
0: Oh, good. We'll have fun.
1: Okay. Thanks, be guys. good. Bye.